Welcome to the Fast Forward podcast brought to you by Tech Manchester. This podcast is dedicated to trying to answer the questions and challenges and the stresses that keep entrepreneurs awake at night. My name is Patricia Keating and I'm the director of Tech Manchester. Today we're going to be talking about marketing. Entrepreneurs spend a lot of time building their products and getting ready to go to the marketplace. But unless people actually know that your product is there, you don't have a business. So today we've got someone here that's going to help us. They're going to debunk the myths around marketing and give you some valuable tips to get your business noticed. I have with me today, marketing consultant, fellow Northern Irelander, Karen Bright. Welcome, Karen. Thanks, Trish. So, Karen, you have a wealth of experience and a career long uh, of marketing and you've just moved into consultancy for the first time. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and your areas of expertise? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a marketing comms director. Fundamentally, that's always where I've worked. And I've got over 25 years experience, predominantly in the tech and data space. And the thing I learned really quickly on was that data tells fantastic stories if you know how to tell them. So one of the things that, I, that I've learned from working with tiny consultancies through to some of the biggest corporates in, in the world, including Gazprom, is that you know businesses don't tell the stories particularly well. And I think the reason for that is because they don't put the customers at the heart of it. So there's a lot of talk about being customer centric and a lot of talk about um, understanding the customer journey. But actually, when I go into businesses now, particularly in this new sort of role as a consultant, and I ask to see the customer data, you usually get a blank look. And I'm not talking about tiny startups here. I'm talking about pretty decent sized businesses. There's a real challenge with understanding who the customer is. Um, and I think that businesses in general just are not getting as much out of their teams and out of their people as they could do if they actually put the customer truly back in the heart of the business. It's really interesting that you've said that and you talked earlier there about customer journey. This podcast is really helping those people that are starting out on their businesses or looking to scale them. But I guess there, there may be a misconception that people even know what we're talking about when we say the customer journey. So as an entrepreneur that's never done this before, where do you start? It can be pretty overwhelming. So where does someone start that's doing this for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we do have to debunk all this stuff around marketing. It's not science. You know, this is not a really special subject much as you know, there's some fantastic agencies and, and independents out there doing, doing some great stuff. But ultimately, marketing is actually about building a relationship with people who are going to want your product. So you know, we don't have to be any more scientific and this is a human behind it. And even if you're B2B and you're selling really clever technology, you need to remember that there's a human who's going to be receiving your marketing, who's going to get your emails, who's going to turn up at your exhibition stand. And actually remembering that is probably the first big sort of tip I would give any business is, it's a person you're talking to. Don't get all hung up on you know these big sort of organization plans and buyers' journeys and everything. Think about the person who you actually you want to influence to, to buy your product and get out there and get to know them. And whether that means actually ringing up and asking if you can come and talk to you know Trisha Keating because she happens to be one of your potential clients or potential prospects, or whether it's actually going to events and and tramping the boards and just talking to people and understanding. What gives them the greatest pain in their day-to-day -day life? That, for me, is where marketing starts. I remember when I had the startup back in Belfast a few years ago, it felt it just all, all felt so overwhelming, um, not having any money, not knowing where to start. Um, but it sounds like the key is sort of that emotive piece. Um, 
you know, tying into people's emotions and the sort of the things that the motivators that push them to buy. Um, but if, if it's someone that was like me that didn't have a budget, like zero budget, it was just my time, which has a, a cost to it. Um, what would be your sort of suggestions or, or things to think about um, to try and just start on that road? I think, as I say, it's well, first of all, understand, you know, who the customer is that you think you can most easily and most quickly attract. Um, yes, as I say, don't overcomplicate it. Keep your product, whether that's a service that you're offering or whether it is an actual piece of software or a, a tangible product, get it to just a minimum viable level. So don't worry about trying to put, you know, this this fantastic product together that will be able to solve, you know, world poverty. Um, just take it right down to the very, very basics. And, and the most successful entrepreneurial companies do this really well. They just spot a little niche in the market because somebody has a pain. We were talking earlier about the, the bus networks in, in Belfast, you know, there is a, there's a, there's a dearth That's of public transport. <laughs> I'm bearing in mind we're sitting in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, but, yes, somewhat different. But yeah, absolutely. You know, there, are, well, there will be day-to-day -day pain points that people have as they're trying to go through their, their normal working life if you're selling B2B or their home life if it's B2C. And if you can tap into that and say, Do you know, one, one little thing, if I could just alert people to when the next bus was coming from my street when I'm standing outside a very cold and windy yeah. Belfast City Hall, actually, that solves a problem. Start with those tiny little steps. Um, it's great to have vision and we always encourage you know, our entrepreneurs to have that vision, especially if you're going to be looking for investment. You've got to sell the future. You've got to sell where we could be in 10 years time. But actually, when it comes down to getting your product out the door, just start really small and hit the need that the customer has today, not what they might have in 10 years time. It's uh, really taking that, you know, in terms of thinking about those ideas that are going to change the world. If it's just going to change it for, for one or two people, let you know it is pain point. The chances are it's, it's painful for other people as well. Absolutely. That's really good advice. I guess when businesses start and they do get off the ground, they have their MVP and they start getting customers, which means that they start bringing in a revenue, they can afford to then maybe spend some of that to spend less of their time. Um, they can take a little bit of their capital to get someone to do some of that work for them. If there were businesses at that stage, you know, where they have a small budget, um, what would be the sort of the next organic steps that scaling businesses might be able to take? Well, I mean, there's, there's a plethora of, of marketing techniques and marketing channels available to you from, you know, going, as we talked earlier, going along to events or, um, you know, getting out there and, and tramping the boards, being a speaker at, at relevant um, relevant events or forums. Um, but there's also the whole, um, the digital piece, which everybody gets very keen on and social media and so on. People talk a lot about social media these days and there's no doubt about it. It's a great way to broadcast and to get, you know, get your messages out there. Um, but if your audience isn't particularly active on social media, that's not the right channel for you. And no matter how much engagement you may get and how much interest you may get, if it's not coming from the right people, then it's not working. So, um, you know, you can't be as prescriptive as to say, well, I sell to risk managers and therefore, you know, they don't go on social media. There will be some on social media. This is why you have to get back and understand who your customer at a human level really is. But if that audience isn't in general engaging in those sort of channels, then don't waste your time and money. Um, when you've got your customer needs analysed and you know which, which markets and which sectors within that you're likely to be most effective with, you'll see whether there's actually a small niche within that risk management group who are perhaps um, on social media. It may only be a small percentage of them, but actually they're the people who particularly you can hone in on. You can use that channel really well. You can test, you can see what works. You can then spend more. The great thing about digital is you can scale it up and down as you need to. 
um, according to your budget and, and according to the success of the campaign. But ultimately, I think it's it's know what channel will work best for your audience. Try it out, test it. Um, if it's not working, but it's still the right channel, then actually you know, tweaking some of your messages or tweaking the timing or tweaking the, the, the sort of way you present it, it might just be something as simple as that. You think digital marketing is as, as attractive, perhaps, um, because of the data that it elicits, because you can, you, there are tools and reporting and analytics on all those different platforms that allow you to measure the impact, whereas networking and speaking and things like that are a little bit more intangible, so a bit, bit harder to measure. I mean, measuring is really important, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I have lived through the pre-digital era and then you know, I saw all the massive excitement. It actually started with direct response TV, if you remember way, way back in the, in the, in the really old days when that came out first. And everybody got really excited because there's a direct telephone number on an advert and telly where you could actually respond and, and people could start to measure the, the um, impact of advertising. But I think the, the big thing that really concerns me now is that we've got so hung up on measurement and analytics and, you know, how, how many people are clicking through, how many people have engaged, how many people have shared. We've sort of dehumanised marketing a little bit. And, and actually, for me, it goes right back to what I said at the, at the start. Marketing is actually about connecting with other humans. With, you know, no matter how techy, no matter how business oriented you might be, ultimately the person that's going to engage with you is another human with just all the same challenges and worries and concerns and motivations and ambitions as any of us have. And if we go too far down the route of driving marketing to be a science, we will lose the fact that we're connecting with humans. Yeah, it's quite an emotional, you know, buying things, particularly Absolutely. higher value or emotional decisions. And, and anybody who's been through this in a B2B context as well, which I know a lot of the, the entrepreneurs who'll be listening to this probably are in B2B, um, you know, we forget that we don't leave our whole identity, our whole personality at the door when we come to work. We come with our frustrations, our stresses. We come with the way we make decisions, you know, with our own sort of motivations and ambitions. We make decisions the same way at work as we probably do at home. You know, we got feel versus very you know, analytical, measured and, 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 and takes time to, to read through things. So I, I do think we, you have to bear in mind that there is a human at the back of it all. You can use the digital channel because it gives you real insights as to what works and what doesn't, but don't make it the be all and end all because there is no, there's nothing better than getting out and actually being at an event and talking to people who you learn from and it suddenly sparks a little bit of inspiration as to where you could take your product next. Yeah. Is there an optimal number of um, marketing channels that small businesses should focus on? I mean, you can't be all things to all people, but... Um... No, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think I would. I would almost leave the channel discussion out altogether. It's about who do I want to reach? Why do I have something to say to them? Or why do I want to reach them? You know, what's my message going to be? Um, because actually, that's ultimately where it needs to connect. And then the channel that you use will fall out of that. I saw this a few years ago when we were looking at taking um, some particular products into a, into a new sector and we'd done a lot of analysis and we'd looked at different job functions within organisations that might be um, relevant for us and we looked at all the channels we might use but really when it came down to it because of because of the significance of the product it was really a CEO you know level not so much buy but influence we had to have the CEO's um, influence and and sort of get him to push it back down through the through the the layers of the organisation um, so actually, there was no point in us doing any social media stuff at that point in that in that uh, sector. There was no point in us even going to the big tech uh, events and the big industry events because that's not where they went. So we actually created our own forum 
We brought together the CEOs across the industry of the top sort of 20 um, organisations with some really, really big industry um, speakers on, on topics that we knew would be of interest to them. And our role was then the facilitator, bringing these experts all together to discuss something that mattered to our audience. Actually, it was only very ta- intangibly related to what we sold, but the point was we were facilitating the conversation that mattered to them. And I think it's that mindset to get into mm-hmm. what can you offer your customers that will be valuable to them even if it's not what you're actually selling today. Yeah. I think with the advent of likes of Eventbrite and Meetup, you can create a very low budget version of that to, to create those forums to, to find your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've been spending some time with some startups recently, Karen, mentoring, and um, you've been able to see what the support from the marketing aspect, uh, what impact that has when it's brought into the real world and actually applied by those startups. What have you um, observed in the, in that in those experiences? Yeah, I mean it's absolutely fantastic working with the entrepreneurs, both personally because you know the, the enthusiasm and the the creativity that exists in a small business that's just getting going is phenomenal. And I don't think the guys always you know appreciate just how much of a buzz there is when you're talking to people who you know who it really matters to. Um, and and that 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 personally, I, I just love that. I think the other thing is. Um, there is a nervousness around marketing. Um, I think there's a there's a feeling I can probably sell this product because well, if you get me in front of somebody, I can tell them how fantastic it is and we, we can probably have a, a decent conversation. But the marketing bit is is clouded in this black box of science, as I say, and you know, people get very nervous, oh I can't speak, so I, I don't want to go and speak at events, or I can't do PR because I can't write and I can't afford a PR agency. And so there's a lot of hang-ups on these specialist skills. Um and I think you know, one of the things that something like Tech Manchester offers is is a community where people can support each other probably even more than they are doing now. Um, there's there's lots going on where there's probably trade-offs between somebody who can write really well and somebody who can create a video and somebody who's got a, a techie product that, that might be more of a platform that other people can use as well. So I think um, the role that I'm kind of playing is, is really just giving them confidence that they can do marketing, you know. The very special stuff, yes, you're going to need to bring in support at the right time but today you know every time they come to a tech manchester event they're doing marketing they're actually networking they're talking mm. about their business they're they're selling their business and their idea they're also if they're clever and listening to what other entrepreneurs are talking about that gives them pain there's potential openings there for for what they could do with a product so i think um the first big hurdle to get over everybody um is to just don't be scared of marketing it's it's not a black box science you know it is about connecting with people you know and you've you've done that many times I think then it's about well okay um but we do need to do some very specific things we need to find out who are the audience um maybe we've identified the role that they play in an organization now I need to go out and actually find the data that supports that so we can start testing that, that, that those messages with them so so that's when you can get into some of the more tangible practical aspects of marketing and, and I can help maybe direct them to the right resources for them if, if that's the case but um, but the big thing, you know, for all the guys that I've, I've been lucky enough to work with is, you know, it's being creative, which they're all great at. You know, look, you haven't got any money. How could we do this? Is there a trade off? Can you offer to be a case study at an event? Because they're all crying out. You know, event organisers are always crying out for, for case studies. Lots of different ways you can get your message out there. So it comes back to the, to the confidence. I know you're heading across to the other side of the UK Fast Campus shortly to deliver a workshop to 60 of the, uh, the entrepreneurs. Can we get a bit of a, a sneak peek into some of the top tips uh, to finish off uh, this afternoon's podcast? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and the big takeaway is you'll not be surprised to hear Come me. To the workshops. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit late now. You've got about half an hour to get to Manchester. Um, the big takeaways, I think, you know, um, it's human. It's not B to B. You know, there are there actually is stuff out there, and I talk about H to H. You know, not B to B or B to C. And just remember, there's a human sitting at the end of of all of your communications, and the more you can interact with them, the more you and they will get out of that. Secondly, I think it's it's all around um, know why people should and will want your product. Um, what you may think they want it for is not necessarily what they'll want it for. So there's no, there is nothing better. There's no um, excuse not to get out and just have those conversations and understand why they want your product. Um, know what great looks like. We've talked a little bit about measuring impact. I mean, measuring impact, it doesn't always come down to revenue in the first instances. If you're a very early startup, you may not be in a position to be generating revenue yet but actually generating awareness, getting people to share particular messages or things that you feel passionate about that are helping to underpin what your product's going to be is really, really important. So just be really clear when you're going out there and you're doing some marketing, what success looks like. When you do start to generate um, revenue and you're getting customers and paying customers, keep them really, really close. I think that the most impressive thing I ever saw in this was actually my first proper job. I was working for a big software analytics company. It's one of the biggest in the world still. Um, and every single year they went out to their entire customer base all over the world and asked them to nominate and vote for the product features and innovations that they would like to see in the coming year. So there was there was nothing that went on the roadmap that the customers hadn't asked for. And that was something that really struck me at the time. We're going back to the, you know, the, the, the 80s and early 90s now, but... Um, it really struck with me that that was the way to engender, you know, customer engagement, customer loyalty. It's actually have them wedded to the whole product development process. And and it was a great principle. And it's something that has really, you know, kind of shaped the way I look at marketing, particularly going forward. We've talked a bit about channels and um, looking at whether digital marketing is the right uh, place for some businesses to be and others um, to maybe look at um, other sort of face to face channels. But when we think about those uh, digital marketing platforms, um, the thing that drives all of them is content. I know I've been in one of your previous workshops and we've looked at sort of the sales and marketing funnel and you know those things. Um, some of those things are started with, with content, but that can put the fear of God into some people because um, we, we weren't all born to write. So what would be your thoughts on that in terms of those people that are listening today who are really struggling with that? How do I create the content that I need, that engaging content that to start that kind of marketing funnel of, of inquiries and engagement and acquisition? Well, the really good news is that with the advent of all the digital and particularly the social platforms, you know, we're not talking about academic, you know, papers here. And I think that that already takes us forward from where people who maybe don't feel that they can write, um, you know, have sat for a long time when, you know, you were going to write a whole article that was going to be published in a magazine. It's completely different in the in the digital world now. And, and as anybody who's, you know, on Facebook or Instagram knows, you know, it, it, it's visual, it's minimal words, probably. Um, the thing that I always talk about with my teams is um, find your voice. Firstly, you, you know, as an entrepreneur, you've set up your business because you feel passionate about something. You're, you know, either passionate something should be changed or that then passionate that we should do things um, in a different way. So I think, uh, you know, take that passion and make sure that that that's coming across. Don't be afraid to shout about what you believe. You know, the, 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 the Internet's a great leveler. Um, you know, everybody has the right to talk about what they believe. Um, obviously with respect and, and all the rest of it. But um, you know, do use that passion, find your voice, know what you want to stand for and make sure you've got that when your topic's aligned. Um, I think then be very action oriented. 
So when in, when you are doing some writing, what goes down really, really well is thinking about, you know, what should the reader do when they've actually finished your piece? What what do you actually want them to go on and do? And what are you going to suggest that they do? So be very action oriented. Be very um, be very mindful of what the reader will do or think or say at the end of, um, of, of reading your piece. And then probably just at a, at a very practical level, include lots of tips. So things like, even at a headline, you know, for email marketing, headlines like five ways to do X or three things I learned at this Tech Manchester workshop today. You know, those kind of um, headlines are often more successful in cutting through and actually getting people to open up. We like, you know, nice, easy tips that help us get you know, mm. better at our job. So think about that when you're actually putting some content together, if, if you do have to, you know, do it yourself. Really grateful for you to give us your time and expertise today. Uh, thank you very much for, for sharing those thoughts with us. We um, would like to hear from you, the entrepreneurs. Uh, we continue to try and answer the questions and give you the experts here on Fast Forward to answer those queries and concerns and stresses that are keeping you awake at night. So please uh, tweet in to uh, at TECMCR or email info at techmanchester.co.uk and we look forward to helping you get a better night's sleep. Thank you.